Biggie Broadcast host, landing here at the Biggie Studio at Pleasanton High School for another episode of our PHS podcast. As we continue with the theme of our podcast, which is what makes PHS great, we will be hearing from the perspective of present and past floral design students. Our guests today include senior Mackenzie Kerbo and alumni from the class of 1999, Leslie Rakowitz McMillan. Let's hear what they have to say. First up is Mackenzie Kerbo, class of 2022. Alrighty, well, thank you for giving us a moment of your time coming on our show and everything. Um, so I'm going to hop right into the first question here and ask what you like the best about being in the floral design class. Um, I like best being able to use my creativity to do hands-on projects for our business. We do have a business, it's called Pleasanton Petals. And we do this thing where teachers can subscribe monthly and get monthly arrangements from us. Oh, that is awesome. I didn't know y'all had a whole business around it. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Is that like, do y'all get paid for being part of it? Um, no, we just do it kind of for grades, but um, every teacher from every school in the district can purchase and we deliver them to them. Oh, that is really cool. I'm pretty sure there's a few teachers that are going to hear about it from this and you're probably going to get it from more customers, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Is this like, a, is Florida Design a career path you kind of want to pursue? Um, so no, I'm actually going to be a teacher, but I would like to do stuff involving floral, maybe on the side or for family or friends. Hey, it's a good profession to look into. I'm looking to be uh -huh. a teacher myself. Oh. So I definitely respect that. Um, is there a specific thing you want to teach? Um, so I'm going to get my bachelor's in pre-education to be a kinder teacher. Oh, wow, okay. That's like the polar opposite of what I want to do. I want to come and teach at high school history. Oh. <laughs> what um, school are you planning to go to? After? So I am going to Texas A&M San Antonio. Oh, nice. Oh, I should have seen the chat. <laughs> I've got a buddy who goes up there. He likes it. Um, yeah. Um, I honestly didn't know they had edu- I only ever hear about like their engineering and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I never really hear about anything else. So you kind of forget they have- Yeah. So, in about five years, where do you see yourself in your career, you know, after um, you get out of college and everything? Well, I see myself, I probably will teach somewhere down here and stay okay. close. Are you thinking uh, Pleasanton School District or um, what? I think so, yeah. Uh, alumni apparently have a huge chance of at least getting an interview. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, a foot in the door is sometimes all you need. Mm-hmm. What are some of the more memorable pieces you've created in floral design? Um, so, I did through the school we did um, some weddings and then we did do arrangements for a teacher here who had her baby shower oh. and so we do a lot for other people but are there certain i know there's like color schemes involved mm -hmm. in a lot of that stuff yeah is the weddings always having white flowers a stereotype or is that something that happens like a lot um actually we haven't really seen it we do mostly like they pick the colors and then okay. we go around that Oh, wow, because, like, everything, like, you see in here is white flowers for weddings. Yeah. All the time, every time. So I've always kind of wondered if that was true, because you see a movie, <laughs> they've got it. You see an ad, they've got it. Yeah. But the only wedding I've ever been to was a very hillbilly wedding. <laughs> it was my cousin's um, wedding, and it was it was a little redneck, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, yeah, no, so... I've seen some that are white, but most of them stick to a color scheme. Okay. And um, baby shower. I wouldn't have thought of, like, you don't think of the small stuff like flowers for events like that. Yeah. Is it the same way, or do you guys kind of do it around, like, the gender? Um, well, we just did it as just, like, a, just fun to be there. 
Okay. So we just asked them for like colors that they liked and we put those in there. And... Okay, okay. I, mean, I always like to find out, like when I'm interviewing, I try to learn as much as possible <laughs> because half the time I don't know how something works or the other half, I've never heard of it before yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. Because I'm going to be honest, every school I've gone to so far had less than half of the programs we have here at PHS. Yeah, we so do have a lot. I always like learning about everything we have. Mm -hmm. um, have you received any uh, awards or recognition with your personal pieces? In um, so I do have my level one floral certification. Oh. So, and then as well as doing, I did an, a wedding by myself, so. By, by yourself? Yes. I assume that took a while. It did, it took a very good time. Dear Lord, did you get a good grade? <laughs> Well, it wasn't really for a grade, but I just did it outside of school to oh. help. It was for my cousin's wedding, and so. That's even more impressive, to <laughs> do outside of school like that. Like, yeah. And uh, how does the certification work for the uh, floral design? Um, so there's, after you take the class um, floral design, there's, we study throughout the year, and then at the end, there's a test, and then mm -hmm. it goes off of like color schemes and tones and hues oh. and different sorts of arrangements from different time periods and we just identify them and oh that's so much more complicated <laughs> like you hear floral design you think oh it's flowers it can't be that bad yeah and then you mentioned time periods i'm like hold on <laughs> it changes over time yes it does <laughs> um and you said level one like are there so there's different levels yes there is okay does that just mean like you're more experienced or is it like yeah basically okay. so the longer you do it the more okay. levels you can get. I wasn't sure like if it was a level one is in skill or level one is an experience kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how high does that go exactly? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure actually. More than one probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know if Miss Alvarez told you, I assume she has with the paper and everything, but uh, our theme is what makes PHS special to mm -hmm. each person. Um, I really like it because it gives students a bunch of opportunities to have jobs right out of high school. So like with this certification I have, like I could go and work at a flower shop if I wanted to and start mm -hmm. as soon as I graduate. So that's really oh. nice. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I was in the culinary program for um, three years and I have my manager certification with yeah. uh, food handling. It's And they pay for everything too, like the mm -hmm. certification tests. Yeah, they do. Which those things are expensive sometimes. Yeah. It's terrifying. It is. But I mean, hey, got it for free at last. How long does the certification last for you, by the way? Um, I'm not sure, but I know it's for a while. Oh, yeah, because like the culinary ones only last five years, so you got to renew mm -hmm. that constantly. But I mean, it makes yeah. sense. You know? Yeah. You start to forget, and then someone gets salmonella, then you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, like I'm not be good. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely not. I'm just glad my job makes me do training every few months because otherwise <laughs> I would be fired already. <laughs> well, it's been wonderful having uh, you on the show. Hopefully, it wasn't too bad talking to you for this long. <laughs> no, it was fine. <laughs> now let's hear from Leslie Rakowitz McMillan, class of 1999. Thank you for giving us some of your time and sticking with us to the technical difficulties there. Yeah, no problem. How's your morning going so far? Oh, going pretty good. Just, uh, 
I've got three young kids, so getting everybody to school and to work, so it's oh, nice to man. kind of sit down for a second, yeah. Uh, what have you been up to since you graduated from here at Pleasanton High? Well, so I graduated high school in 99, so that's been quite a long time ago, so quite a bit has happened since then. Um, upon graduation, I uh, went to Texas A&M, and I actually I majored in animal science there at A&M and got my bachelor's. Um, during my time at A&M, uh, I actually worked in meat science research and I was on a national champion meat science judging team. I coached, uh, the Brazos County 4-H meat judging team. So I was heavily, heavily involved in, I did some livestock judging, very heavily involved in, um, animal science right out of school, um, which was kind of where my whole background had, had come from. And so I grew up on a farm ranch, uh, showed cattle, uh, did all that kind of stuff through while I was growing up. And so it was just natural for me to go into animal science with my bachelor's. Um, finishing my bachelor's, I went uh, into a master's program at Sam Houston State in animal science, uh, studying animal nutrition. Um, I then went into a PhD program back at A&M in animal nutrition. Uh, during that time period, uh, I actually taught at uh, Sam Houston State University. And so I taught animal science courses this whole time um, while I was in the process of a, during my master's and my PhD. And uh, so I taught a variety of, of animal breeding and genetics, uh, animal nutrition, animal reproduction, all types of animal science, meat science. Meat science was kind of the thing that had gotten me hired. Um, but what was interesting is that um, kind of during that time period, um, I, my mother always has, so I'm a florist now, I own Leslie's Flowers uh, here in Jordanton, and uh, during that time period while I was in school and teaching, my mother did wedding flowers on the side kind of as a hobby, and so I kind of picked it up, and I was, I had a lot during that time, you know, I was in my 20s, had a lot of friends getting married and stuff, so I just started helping my mom and started doing weddings quite a bit, and so um, we happened to have at Sam Houston State University a... Um, our floral design teacher had uh, moved, and so they were short an instructor, and no one in our department uh, knew anything about floral design. And I actually had taken floral design courses um, at A&M as my arts classes and as some of my electives. And so I was really the only one in the department who had any kind of experience. And so they threw me into teaching floral design, which was kind of interesting. Um, and so uh, at that point, like I really kind of this hobby was kind of starting to, to grow into something. And then um, my husband, I met him there. He was a professor there. We worked together and. Uh, we ended up, when I was pregnant with my oldest, I have three daughters. I have a, a, a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a four-year-old. And so when I was pregnant with my oldest, um, we he had an opportunity to have a different career path. And uh, the fl a flower shop here in Atascosa County was for sale. And uh, we decided we wanted to get closer back to family. And so we resigned from our jobs and I bought a flower shop, which was really weird because I'd spent, you know, 10 years in school working on animal nutrition and meat science and all this stuff. And uh, anyway, so that's kind of how I, it's, it's really a weird situation of how I ended up in the floral industry because it was really kind of a hobby turned into a career, so. <laughs> Sounds like a so, Hallmark yeah, they, movie. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so. 
sounds like a very exciting time, though, for sure. It doesn't sound like it got yeah, boring Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, uh, and I, I tell people all the time, and even when I was, was teaching, I would tell students, because I worked, um, at that time, I was in charge of the Ag Ambassadors, so they would go to high schools uh, trying to recruit students. And, you know, I would always kind of tell people life gives you, you know, you, and at that time, I didn't even realize the advice. I was even giving it to myself, but life can take you different paths. And sometimes even the things that you think when you're in high school or you're even majoring in in college, like things can change. But along the way, like you're learning so many valuable things that you don't even realize. So even though during that time period, I wasn't studying anything to do with floral design, I certainly was learning things about how to deal with people and relationships and how to, you know, even business and, and all kinds of things that I still use today, even though, you know, it has nothing to do with my degrees. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting how those, you know, those steps kind of, it all comes together at some point, hopefully. <laughs> oh yeah. So were there any classes at PHS that you took in the 90s that kind of boosted your hobby for floral design at the time? Like, did you take um, any classes? So, yeah. So back in the 90s, I know today. So, like I said, I was really involved in agriculture and FFA. Um, FFA is probably where my heart was when I was in high school. Um, but nowadays, floral design is a part of the ag program. In fact, next week, I'll be helping uh, conduct the, the district floral design contest for um, our local FFA groups. Um, but anyway, back in the 90s, that really wasn't that wasn't a thing. And so, you know, I wouldn't say there was really any classes. And it, it, what's interesting is, um, you know, we always say floral design is an art, and uh, I, I took art and stuff in junior high, but when I got into high school, I was twirler in the band, and so I took the band route and uh, didn't really have anything to do with art. So that's what's really kind of interesting is it was more my mother's kind of hobby and thing, and so I guess I kind of just picked it up from her and kind of found that interest there, so... Back in the 90s, when you uh, attended Pleasanton High School, were there any teachers that were near and dear to your heart that kind of like either encouraged you and helped you push to be the best or just people you found yourself kind of drawn towards as teachers and things like yeah, that? Um, yeah, we all have our favorite teachers, right? And that's what's interesting <laughs> when I did for a time period and when I was teaching in a university, like I always kind of thought back on that. I'm like, oh, do they like me or not like me? Um, <laughs> but no, I would say, like I said, since I was in the ag program, all my ag teachers were very near and dear to me. Um, Mr. Gilbert Kirch, he's, he's since passed away. Um, he was definitely a mentor to me. Very, he was uh, during that time period in the 90s, I'm sure like anybody who was had any of his classes, he was definitely strict and there's a million Mr. Kirch stories that are floating around. And um, But uh, Mr. Heffernan, Mr. Watt, they were all really important to me. And then probably another one who, uh, well, I actually have two teachers that kind of, so one that I remain close to was Miss Bailey. She was an English teacher and she even came to our wedding and, and yeah. just has always been such a, she was just a, such a kind and sweet person, a very different from Mr. Kirch because Mr. Kirch was very difficult <laughs> um, and very stern, you know, in a way, Miss Miss Bailey was always so sweet and fun. Um, and then, uh, and, and since I brought her up, her being an English teacher, um, uh, at the time she was Miss Livingston. Now she's Miss Kenzel and she teaches uh, over in Germantown. And so she was a very new teacher. She's not that much older than I am, but she was a new teacher when I was in school there. And uh, she was my English teacher, but now she actually teaches floral design in Jordanton. <laughs> so, so she and I actually work together quite a bit. Like I'll help order flowers and and do stuff there for for their floral program. So it's kind of funny how things come around. So. Oh man, your life's been. But yeah, I 
mean, the like it's like, come around. Yeah, right. And you know, I, I hate calling out teachers' names because <clears> there <throat> were so so many great ones there, and I, you know that are still there. And you know, those are just kind of a few off of the top of my head. But um, but yeah, so lo- lots of great teachers, and I know there's a lot of great teachers still there, and and oh, so. Yeah. Um, definitely help to to shape us all to who we are today. Oh yeah, it's nice to know that Pleasanton's had a history of you know teachers caring and you know helping. Oh, a- absolutely, absolutely. And um, back to what you said. Uh, in my opinion, if a teacher is strict like that, honestly, it, in my opinion, it kind of shows that they care a bit more about like the kids' success. Because, you know, oh, they're trying to keep you yes. in line, you know, make sure you get your stuff done for real, for real, rather than... You know. No, that's, that's abs- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. An- another teacher, and I don't even know if he's... Is Mr. Klett still around? He taught physics. Um, um, I don't believe Ms. so. I always I always liked Mr. Klett's approach to his teaching. Um, he would give us, like, we had goals of what we had to get done, and we'd have so many days to get it done. And we, we he kind of, like, taught us time management, right? Like... You could choose to over this amount of days, you could stretch it out and pedal around and not, you know, or you could work really hard and get your work done and then you'd have time to kind of chill and and do whatever. And so I really like always thought that that was really neat how he kind of taught us our own like time management. And, um, you know, that always really stood out in my mind. He had a very different teaching structure, but it worked well. And I learned a lot in the class and learned a lot about managing my time too. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> Our, my band directors were uh, Miss, Mr. Unger, who's been president of the school board and stuff. He was one of my band directors and Mr. Bonda and Mr. Lockett. And they were all, you know, thinking back to being strict and everything. And uh, they were certainly, certainly strict on us and made us good at competition and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, lots, lots of great teachers. So. Oh, yeah. Is there anything that's like you look forward to uh, doing, like it's rewarding for you to do in your career or... So, yeah, so rewarding things, um, I mean, there's quite a bit, you know, so like it first off, like with it being floral design being kind of a form of art, it it initially is always rewarding to just see a finished product, right? And we say that all the time, like if we're working on a wedding, we'll be stressed out all week long and like, you know, it's high stress. But then when we get to the event and we see it all set up, that's certainly a very, um, you know, rewarding type of feeling. Um, and, And... in a, in addition to that, um, you know, we are, so like in the floral business, I always say that we are selling emotions, right? So like people are coming to us because, of you know, either someone is sick and they want to cheer them up or, um, someone has, you know, probably the largest portion of our business is uh, funeral work. You know, someone has lost a loved one. And so the presence of flowers there is showing that, um, showing that you care and you want to send it to them and makes that person feel loved or whether it's a celebration like a birthday or anniversary party or a wedding, you know? And so just seeing like the effect that someone being presented with flowers, how that has, you know, that effect on them, um, you know, like, so during our busy times of the year, whether it be like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, I, a lot of times I have to hire in a whole lot of extra help to come help me out. And uh, so we'll, we'll usually have a lot of extra delivery drivers. And one of the things that our delivery drivers always, always come back and say, they're like, this is so fun to hand someone flowers and see the excitement when they're not expecting it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that certainly is, is a, a very rewarding. Um, additionally, for me, um, and I've always had a very competitive uh, type of 
personality and you know that was a big part of me in high school too i like to do a lot of competitions and things um but so we have opportunities to get published in magazines and and things like that and so i've been published a few times with some of our pieces oh. and we've done like stylized shoots and we had a couple of pieces that got published nationally on uh, blogs and things like that. And so, so that certainly has been really rewarding. Um, it was kind of, and I, I don't know how much high school kids use Pinterest, but in my career, we're on Pinterest. Pinterest all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pinterest can be dangerous. Kind of can't you go down a rabbit hole on Pinterest, but oh, yeah. um, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Like I actually have, there's been times I've been, you know, scrolling through Pinterest and I'll actually see some of my own work on there, you know? And so that, that's kind of, you know, just kind of cool <laughs> and rewarding. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's been a lot of things that keeps it rewarding and fun in this particular industry is that it's a very changing industry. Like every single day, my job is something different because, you know, if it's Christmas, we're working on, you know, Christmas type stuff. Then we move into Valentine's day and then we're going to be in, you know, right now we're in the heart of prom season. So everybody's doing oh, prom yeah. corsages and then it'll be graduation flowers and we'll have homecoming moms and all that kind of stuff. And so it's always something different. And so it kind of keeps it, it keeps it, it's a very enjoyable career because it is something different all the time. You know, it's not, a, it's not really monotonous, I guess you'd say. One other thing that, you know, I guess I should also say that for me personally has been very rewarding is, I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough to have buy it. So I bought my flower shop in 2012. It, it used to be called Mary's Flower Shop, but um, to purchase a business um, that was in my hometown or home, you know, I actually grew up in Pleasanton, but the shop is in Jordanton, but it's pretty much the same thing um, to to be able to have this business in my home community and now that I'm established enough like it, it's fun to be able to be involved in the community right to be able to be involved with whether it be you know the Mary on Main stuff at Christmas and Cowboy Homecoming and the events in Jordanton the the county stock show you know so it's it's fun to be on this side of the fence because I certainly remember when I was in high school and young and you know, all the businesses that uh, you know would donate stuff and help contribute whether you know project graduation or or school you know the different school events sponsoring teams um, and you know I, I don't know that when we're young we really totally realize the magnitude of how much it you know those type of things are depend on everybody in the community pitching in so i i like that i'm in a small town and my business is in a small town and i can interact with you know other community members other business members um events that are going on with our youth and stuff like that so that certainly has probably been one of the most rewarding um you know and especially since i have kids that are now growing up in the school system and and being able to see that and you know i'm sure business owners everywhere would would probably attest to that but i think in a small community it's even more so you know oh, yeah. so i definitely get that i love it down here because i came from um i came from georgia so oh, it's wow. very different over there very different yeah <laughs> and i yeah. was very pleasantly surprised to see, come to pleasanton and i see about 30 eagle signs and pleasanton high school signs coming yes in, you know? yes lots of lots of school <clears throat> spirit in a small town for sure uh, I, I love it again um it's much better than where i used to be where it was you're moving in three years probably have fun while you're here i guess yeah, yeah <laughs> i came from a military family so oh so you you've moved around quite a bit then huh? oh yeah i've seen north texas kentucky louisiana and georgia 
Oh, wow. South yeah, Texas see, is the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, that makes me happy to hear. My husband, he didn't grow up military, but he did. He had moved a lot um, growing up. And, and so when he comes down here, he kind of gives me a hard time because I grew up in this area. Now we live here and both sides of my family all grew up in this area. So I'm either related to half the people around here. I pretty much know, at least the people of my generation. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> It's, you know, we are, he always says, everybody we run into, somehow you're either related or you knew I'm growing up or know who they're related to. And so, yeah, de definitely a different atmosphere. Oh, yeah. It's much more pleasant, pardon the accidental pun there. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, it's not that weird, like, you know, you bump into someone at the grocery store, it's not that awkward, like, mm. It's more yes. like you, you've at least seen them around enough to be like, hey, sorry, you know, stuff like that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's much more comfortable. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Uh, coming back around to PHS real quick, um, what were some uh, of the unique experiences you had here from the school itself? Oh, goodness. Um, so I guess something that would kind of maybe attached to the industry I'm in now, which is kind of random, but um, I remember, so my junior year, I was a class officer, and so, you know, I don't know if it's still the same, but back then, ju your junior year, you planned the junior-senior prom, yep. and so I was heavily involved, in fact, I was, uh, I guess I was vice president, chairman of the prom, and um, that year, we decided to, I don't remember what the theme totally what we had called it but it was like a gardeny floral theme and so we had this idea and miss miss stutz she was a biology teacher she was our class sponsor and um she had decided that like we were gonna all the students we were gonna be the ones who were gonna decorate and we were gonna do the centerpieces and everything and with her being in biology and everything we were uh, you know she was all about recycling and so we made all our containers we collected from the class uh three liter like coke bottles and stuff <laughs> and we uh, cut them in half and we spray painted them and um, my mother kind of taught us a little bit about how to arrange flowers and so anyway I can I I laugh now I'd like to go back and find those pictures because I'd probably really get a kick out of what those arrangements look like compared <laughs> to what we're doing now but we had kind of decided instead of like hiring a florist to come in and do it that we were going to do it ourselves so that that was kind of a, it's kind of interesting that you know how that ended up you know so random then that I was arranging flowers and here I am 20 something years later still doing it but um other things that were probably interesting for me I mean like I said I was I was very competitive and so um I did a lot of um public speaking type competitions and things like that through 4-H and FFA and probably one of the biggest things that um in my high school career um, I had the opportunity to first go to, it was through what was called the Society of Range Management, where we studied grasses and plants. And, and like I said, I grew up in a farming ranching environment. So um, I had attended a camp one summer through the Society of Range Management, which I believe still exists. And uh, I got selected to do a presentation um at a conference in uh, south dakota and so I, I actually chose to do my um presentation on um prickly pear in south texas and and how it actually is important to us and so uh anyway i had presented that presentation at a conference in, in uh south dakota i won with that presentation and i was also elected pres international president over like what was considered this youth forum or whatever so the following year 
the next conference was in Guadalajara, Mexico. And so as a 16 year old, I got to travel to Guadalajara (laughs) and yeah, so it was really, and so like that has always been, uh, uh, interesting and, and it's, and this kind of, it's funny to kind of tie back to floral. So we were talking, my presentation was all about prickly pear. And so, you know, ways that ranchers might use it in times of drought to feed to their cattle and, and, uh, even how it can be used as a food source and, uh, you know, for human consumption and things like that. Well, what's interesting is that now I actually purchased prickly pear to put in flower arrangements and wedding bouquets. (laughs) But, and you know, at that time I didn't include that. It wasn't really a form of, you know, people weren't using it back then for stuff like that, but we do, it is kind of a, um, becoming a trendy thing. Uh, we actually, one of the bouquets that I got published with on national blog, we had prickly pear in that bouquet. (laughs) And so, uh, kind of just, you know, another random, uh, and I really hadn't even thought about that until this moment, you know, that I'm still over here using prickly pear, but in a totally different, different standpoint, but yeah, lots of, lots of fun stuff, uh, you know, in high school, but those are probably some things that kind of stand out in my mind. Oh my God. You really are full of roundabouts and come arounds, dear. Yeah, like, right. It's insane. <laughs> and you had to go to Mexico? Yes, they, and Guadalajara is pretty deep down Mexico. It was so beautiful. They're very tropical. Um, yeah, it was it was a super neat experience. Um, yeah, and, and it was traveling with a group of students from all over the United States. So um, so that was kind of fun, too. Got to meet some, some of those people I'm still friends with today. So uh, it's kind of interesting how you can form friendships, you know, at a young age. And some of those carry on, you know. And my very, very best friend, um, we started kindergarten together in Pleasanton, you know. Oh, my so, uh, we're, we're, we're still friends all these years later. <laughs> kindergarten? Yes, yes. We, uh, for a brief moment in high school, we weren't friends anymore. We got crossover something, but uh, oh, <laughs> there, there was a brief moment. Goes. You know, that's how high school goes, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone gets a huffy about something at some point, and you guys yeah, get mad we, we, we still We still laugh to this day. We're like, oh, that was that year we weren't friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, I've been there. It, it's the weirdest thing, because then you'll go back to being friends, and it's like nothing happened. It's like... That's right. That's why, like, no time has in your passed. head. And it, like every yep. once in a while, you'll just be like, "Wait, that happened." And exactly. There's, like, there's no like hard feelings or anything half the time, so it's just like. Mhm. No, that's that's exactly, and that's the best way to kind of to go through life, really. You know. Yeah. That's how you know you're good friends too, though. You all can go back without even like a snarky comment at each other. Well, of course, it's gonna be snarky comments, but none of mean spirit. Right. Right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, if they don't tease you at least once or twice, are they really your best friend? That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, at PHS, uh, at your time here, uh, were you involved in any, like, organizations other than, like, FFA, like you mentioned? Yeah, so, um, other than FFA, um, like I said, I, I was in band, I was twirler for the band, um, I was NHS president my senior year, so I was in NHS, um, I was in BPA, still around Business Professionals of America. I was in that for a time period. Um, so I'm trying to think of what else. But th- those are probably the big ones um, that, I, that I would have been involved in. It's oh, hard to student, make it student council, yeah. Back then, everybody was in everything. So we were just kind of all all involved in a lot of the same stuff. And so it was a lot about more of the relationships and stuff like that, you know? So. <laughs> Is there anything you can think of? That might be different between when you attended and how kids are experiencing PHS today that you um, 
think might be important to like highlight? Oh goodness. Um, I would probably say because this comes up in like conversations I have since I am a parent now. My kids aren't in high school yet, but probably conversations I have with a lot of people. The biggest drastic difference I would say is cell phones, social media, and the internet. Um, so like in the 90s, I mean, I like we laugh about when the internet, you know, when really like people started having, you know, we had a computer in our houses, dial up internet. And, you know, we would, we would actually like be looking at products in our house to see if they had a www address. Cause it was cool to like, look up, you know, www dot whatever on the internet. And so it just wasn't like something that was just at our fingertips every day, you know? And I, I can remember my best friend and I, when we learned it was AOL chat back then, and we would like go in these chat rooms and chat with people, but you know, like people we didn't even know or whatever it was, and we didn't even know what we were doing. Um, but there really was no, um, you know, I did have a cell phone that stayed in, I drove a truck in high school and I, it stayed in my truck and, you know, I didn't, we didn't carry our cell phones around. It was just like strictly there for emergency purposes. And so, um, I just, I think like that probably was drastically different and I, you know, um, I think because of that, like, and I, I, you know, there's goods and bads, everything, right? Like, and I'm definitely owning a business. I am on social media all the time. Oh, it's yeah. practically my livelihood. You know, it's the way I keep up with all my college friends and what they're doing. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a love, hate. I always say this, you know, it's a love, hate. Uh, situation because you know I love it because I can keep up with people and everything but sometimes like I do miss that connection of like I feel like I don't see people as much face to face and so like when we were in high school you know there was a lot of yes there were certainly clicks of people there's no doubt there was clicks but in essence all the clicks kind of all and and I had a really good class class of 99 really was a great class we all kind of got along it didn't matter what click you were in if you're an ad click the band click the you know sports whatever it was um it seemed like everybody just kind of got along and we all hung out together and you know like back then the thing was always on the weekends to go to Sonic and everybody went to Sonic to see what was going on, you know? And, and so like you drive by Sonic on a Friday night and that whole parking lot was like solid. It was a sea of people standing out there, you know, and that's just kind of how we communicated versus being on text message or on social media. And so I, I think that's probably just in the conversations I have with parents who have older kids, it's very different now, you know, and yeah. I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but definitely definitely a different different way that we socialized you know um and so you know and, and like i said i'm same way for us as adults you know i'm text messaging versus picking up the phone and calling people or driving to someone's house to see them you know and and, and things like that so um so yeah very different i mean obviously technology has advanced us in many ways but um you know i'm, I'm really sounding like an old person now like kind of miss the good old days <laughs> So. Yeah, I get you. I get you. It is very different, especially with cell phones and stuff. Um, I hate to sound like one of those I was born in the wrong generation kind of people yeah. because, you know, <laughs> everyone looks at those kids funny sometimes. Yeah. But I do hear stories about like what you just told me about Sonic and stuff like that. And I do kind of wish it still happened or I could have been around when it happened. Things like yeah. that. I think it'd be awesome to see. But I also really enjoy what we have like nowadays because yeah. I, I can be like sitting at home bored out of my mind and I could just 
text my buddy and say, hey, you want to do something? And it's a quick sure or no rather than, you know. Yes, yes, absolutely. Especially with gas prices now. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's so many, you know, positives and negatives to everything. And and social media and Internet has definitely, you know, connected us all. And and even like um, the I guess here's something funny, like. I'm sure people of y'all's generation would laugh like, you know, back when we had to do a report at school, we were in the library, you know, flipping through encyclopedias looking at it. And we did like as I got older in high school, they were teaching us how to use the Internet for those type of resources. So it kind of makes me laugh now how like it's just at our fingertips, you know, you'll be in the middle of a conversation. You'll have some random question like, why does this happen or what is that? You know, and you're Googling it, yeah. you know, and so it's just very different back then that you actually had to go to the library and look in a book <laughs> to, to figure out answers the questions you know or or oh, you yeah. just took somebody's word for it you know <laughs> oh yeah, like, like, oh, yeah if they, you wanted to war- know what the war of 1812 back then you know you had to go read about it now you can just google yeah. war of 1812 and exactly. you've got everything you need it's so. really cool in my opinion but at the same time like i'm starting to think that we're just starting to get used to this much information so when stuff eventually when something happens we're not going to know what the heck we're doing <laughs> right <laughs> not to sound like a doomsday you know the yeah, end right. is <laughs> but yeah you know if something does happen um here's hoping there's enough people that know how to start a fire that we don't have to worry right. about freezing <laughs> exactly. to death. so i'm sure miss o uh explained the uh theme of the podcast to you right <laughs> i like to go to the people who actually experienced phs for themselves and ask them what made the school great for them. I like yeah. to ask what part of the school itself from the people who f- experienced the school itself, you yeah. know? So, so yeah, and for me, I guess it's kind of a now that I am older and I have children and like I said my husband and I were in an area we we were both professors at a university but Um, once I was pregnant at that time, we were like, okay, where do we want to raise children? We're starting a family. We have wonderful jobs. We have opportunity for other wonderful jobs. But like at the heart of that was where do we want to raise our family? And we both knew that we want, hopefully, I mean, you know, jobs can take you different places and things that we were like, we want to kind of put our roots down and hopefully be there. And if things change, you know, we'll have to move or whatever, but um so that's really you know yes i was you know i had the opportunity to buy a flower shop and everything but like i said like it was about coming back to where my roots were and to a community that i loved and a school that i loved and you know um probably when i was a senior in high school if you would have told me i was moving back to pleasant i'd be like oh heck no like i'm getting out of here i'm graduating (laughs) i'm never coming back you know and so um, I really didn't expect to end up back here, but it's funny like how my core values changed once I had a family and was trying to think of what I wanted to do. And so now I'm like thinking about the best interests of my children. And I, you know, beyond the academics and, you know, wonderful faculty and all those things in the Pleasant School system, I just think it being the small, like we were talking about the small town feel, the school spirit, the unity of the community that like supports the school. And um, those are things that, you know, once I had been out and moved away from this area, had lived in bigger cities, had had friends who grew up in bigger cities, went to school with, you know, I, I then valued, you know, a lot of the opportunities that I had coming from a smaller town, you know, we're not the smallest town out there. So, you know, Pleasanton, 
Pleasanton isn't small by any means, but certainly isn't an inner city large school either. And so I really, I think being an adult and I, I saw, I really realized what I had gained from, from living and being at a kind of a smaller town community type, type school. And so, um, I, those things are what drew me to moving back here and putting my kids are now in the Pleasanton school system, you know? And so mm. I was, you know, that I had, it had such a profound effect on me that I chose that, you know, I am going to put my kids into this school. Um, and so I, you know, I have lots of good memories there and, and I know things aren't the same as what it was, but the principles are also the same. And I think right. like we have, you know, the people who, whether it be on the school board or school board members, um, you know, the administration, the faculty, things like that. Like, I think you genuinely care about their students and, you know, students aren't just another number to them uh, in the classroom. And so um, that that's important to me. And so, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely what I would say brought me back to Pleasanton was, you know, my experiences through the Pleasanton school growing up. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, especially about the city part. I, I don't like the city whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like to visit. I like to go see it. But yeah. live there. Yeah. Eh, I like Pleasanton because it's not too small. There's things to do. And we're close enough right. to a city where if you need something or you want to go have fun, you can. But you don't have to deal with the traffic and all the people. That, and you know like that. what? That That's exactly. That's what we... Um, my husband and I say all the time, it's nice that we're close to San Antonio and we have like access to all kinds of things there, but we still are, you know, far enough away and a decent sized town, you know? Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots of, lots of positives to living here. So minus the heat all the time, I could could deal with a little more coolness. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, maybe, maybe North Texas might be for me. I don't know. Cause I, I I like the cold. I, I like myself the cold. Yes. Plus, it's much more relaxing to me than the heat. You know, like you can chill yeah, in the cold, I, read a book with some hot cocoa. But if you're in the hot, in the heat, you're constantly like adjusting your clothes because you're sweating. Yes, and you're like, yep. Nope. I I totally agree. Yeah. I know not everybody agrees with that, but I do. I do prefer the cold over the heat. But here here I am choosing to live in South Texas. <laughs> hey, hey. A lot of the stuff makes it worth it, though. I mean, the food alone. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Georgia doesn't know how to do barbecue like Texas. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dear Lord. I'd like to thank you for coming on our show, giving us some of your free time. I apologize again about the technical difficulties we had. Oh, yeah. No no, no worries at all. I, I deal with that almost on a daily basis. Remember, I'm a kid of the 90s, so I'm Fair not totally uh, <laughs> Fair enough. tech savvy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much again. I know I've said yes, it like three absolutely. times now, but <laughs> no. Well, thank thank you for inviting me. I, I enjoy uh, enjoy this kind of thing and enjoy. Like I said, my kids are in the Pleasant School System, and I look forward to them growing up and uh, and doing things. So I think it's I think this is neat that y'all do this. So this is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broadcast host, taking flight from here in the Biggie Studio. We're hoping you join us next month for another brutally awesome podcast. And try to stay positive out there. We know it's crazy.